Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Today on the newscast, we sit down with Israel's foreign minister, Eli Cohen, for an exclusive interview. He just returned from Ukraine and he has a message for Iran. Plus, what about Israel's relations with Russia, Turkey and the Arab world? Get the inside story from Israel's top diplomat next. Hey folks, Eric Stackelbeck here. Welcome to the Watchman Newscast. Today marks the one-year anniversary of Russia's invasion of Ukraine. Now, the war has put Israel in a difficult position. On one hand, offering Ukraine support short of military aid, and on the other hand, trying to maintain good relations with Russia. Remember, Russia has thousands of troops in Syria at Israel's northern doorstep. And Israel is concerned that if its relationship with Russia sours, Russia could then attempt to close the skies over Syria to Israeli fighter jets, meaning Israel may no longer have freedom of movement in Syria to continue to strike Iran and its terrorist proxies. At the same time, Russia and Iran are forming an increasingly close military alliance, which has seen Iran supply Russia with hundreds of suicide drones that it's used to attack Ukraine. This was the backdrop when Israel's foreign minister, Eli Cohen, visited Ukraine last week and met with Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky. Cohen is Israel's top diplomat, and he became the highest ranking Middle Eastern official to visit Ukraine since the war began. I sat down with him this week in Israel's Knesset to hear about how Israel and Ukraine are, in his words, joining forces against Iran. Plus, what does Russia think? And what about Israel's relations with Turkey, where Cohen also visited this month, and the possibility of new nations joining the Abraham Accords? Take a look. Minister, great to have you with us here in Jerusalem at the Knesset. You just returned from a very pivotal trip to Ukraine. You met with President Zelensky, other top Ukrainian officials. What can you tell us about the Israel-Ukraine relationship? Obviously, Israel reopening its embassy in Kyiv, major step. Tell us about the state of the relationship with Ukraine right now. First, we had a very good uh, relation with uh, Ukraine. Actually, I'm the first minister from Israel who come to visit and support and to express solidarity with the Ukraine, not just from Israel. I'm actually the first uh, minister who come from the Middle East, actually going to support to Kiev. I update uh, President Zelensky that we will uh, support his uh, peace agreement, which is submitted uh, to the UN resolution in, on the 23rd of uh, February. And more than this, uh, we will uh, continue and even increase our humanitarian aid uh, to Ukraine. And we will uh, supply to Ukraine our uh, alert system uh, when they have attack in order to save life of uh, uh, people of Ukraine. Uh, you also had a call with Sergei Lavrov, the Russian foreign minister, a little while back. 
obviously very delicate situation. What is Russia's response to the Israel-Ukraine relationship? Were they upset by your visit? Did they comment on it? What has their response been? First, uh, Israel is a sovereign country, and we are decided uh, where to go. And for me, it was very important on behalf of the Israeli people to show uh, this uh, solidarity and, of course, uh, support them. Uh, we will also have a, a good uh, connection with uh, Russia as well. We have uh, very thing uh, that we are dealing with uh, Russia. Russia is an important player in uh, our region, mainly in, uh, in uh, Syria. We have 600,000 uh, Jews that uh, are in, uh, in Russia. And there is one thing that all of us should be uh, aware I think that the Russia-Ukraine war shows us the evilness of Iran. Yes. When actually right now we see that the uh, Iranian weapon is killing free civilian people of Europe and in Ukraine uh, itself. Those drones that Iran the is drones, supplying. Exactly. And Iran is the number one finance of terror uh, organization uh, worldwide. Iran is like a cancer. If we see that uh, all the time uh, Israel fight that Iran will not have a nuclear weapon, right now we are seeing that uh, beside the American that all the time was with us to prevent Iran have a nuclear weapon, now we see that the European join to uh, this uh, battle in front of Iran as well. But they, uh, the world need to take immediate steps in regards to Iran. And everyone should be aware that if Iran will have a nuclear weapon, it's not just a problem of Israel. It's a problem of the whole free world. Since in every place that uh, Iran is involved, the people suffer. First in Iran itself. You can see it as well in Syria. You can see it in, in Lebanon. In, in, you can see it in the Houthi in Yemen, in all the other places. So, if anyone had any doubt, uh, we show that uh, actually what Iran uh, is doing. And I spoke to President Zelensky, and we agreed to join forces. Since right now, Iran is a, a mutual enemy for uh, Israel and for Ukraine, for Europe, and for the uh, United States as well. Therefore, we will join uh, forces in order to prevent Iran yeah. Uh, to have a nuclear weapon. Minister, I think that's a key point. Uh, the head of the snake for global terror resides in Tehran in the form of the Iranian regime. And in your travels as foreign minister, you'll be traveling to world capitals looking to help build support against the Iranian regime. One region threatened by the regime or one faction is the Sunni Arab nations. Uh, I think of the Abraham Accords nations. As foreign minister, what will you look to do to help expand the Abraham Accords. Prime Minister Netanyahu has talked about Saudi Arabia even, and a big part of that seems to be a united front against Iran and its terror axis like Hezbollah and Hamas. What I can say that right now is uh, we uh, mentioning the two years of signing the Abraham Accords, which actually the Abraham Accords is the most dramatic thing in our region for the last two decades. And uh, in this... Uh, Agreement, we have normalization with the UAE, with Bahrain, with Morocco. And the Abraham Accords increased the stability 
in uh, our region, bring more prosperity to our people and build the coalition in front of Iran. And one of the main goal of me as the foreign minister of Israel is to strengthen the Abraham Accords and expanding them. I visited Sudan one month ago. I met with the, pre the president, El Boan, and uh, we are working very closely with our American friend in order to structure the frame that in this year we will sign the agreement with Sudan as well. There is more other Muslim uh, uh, countries that we are dealing with them that will join to the Abraham Accords. Part of the countries that I mentioned, and most of the countries that we already have peace with them, their threats is Iran, it's not Israel. Israel is their partner that we are willing to work together for the benefit of uh, our people. Yeah, it's amazing how things are shifting in the region. Minister, last question. Uh, as you're traveling around the world, you're meeting with these leaders, one of the things you will be sharing with them is Israel's incredible high-tech, its technology. Can you talk about how Israel is so appealing and such a great partner for other nations because of the incredible innovation right now taking place in the Jewish state? Israel has a lot to offer. Israel, we call it the nation of innovation. We have a lot of entrepreneurs. I think that our culture that come, one from the army, the second thing, that we don't afraid to fail. You know, in Israel, if you start something, you fail, nothing happened. Tomorrow morning you will start it uh, once again. But I want to speak in regards to innovation, to a very important uh, a Jewish uh, phrase, which we call it Tikkun Olam, which is meant to make the world a better place, to fix the world. And we are trying to take our innovation in order to make the world a better place. And you were just on the ground in Turkey. Exactly. Uh, in the, it, it, right after the earthquake, you went, you met with President Erdogan. Yes, of course, in, uh, also to Turkey. But if you speak about the innovation, take, for example, uh, uh, Mobileye. This is a company that located in Israel that actually they have a lot system in car that prevent accident. They save life of many people. They prevent injuries. We have scientists that uh, uh, invent uh, drugs for deadly cancer, which people, they said, they will probably will die right now. Now they have all to live. And there is many other both things that we are doing. I'm very proud of what Israel did for uh, our friends in Turkey. We, uh, 12 hours after we heard about the uh, huge disaster, we sent uh, the first uh, mission. We are very... Uh, Lucky that we uh, were able to save life of uh, 19 people. More than this, we built a field hospital, which we serve almost 1,000 people in this field uh, hospital. And it's really heartwarming. And I think that what we did will also contribute to the relation between Israel and Turkey and for the region at all. Minister, great stuff. Thank you so much. Keep up Thank the good you. work. We appreciate it. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks again to Israeli Foreign Minister Eli Cohen for joining us. Folks, he is a very busy man, as you can imagine, and we appreciated him taking the time to sit down with us shortly after he returned from his Ukraine trip. We'll have much more great content from my recent Israel production in the coming weeks, so keep it right here. And in the meantime, thanks for joining us today. God bless you. And remember, never hold your peace.